welcome everybody to another episode dropping into the heart. I am so grateful that you're here, that you've decided to join me on this journey, uh, this rebrand of this podcast, and just a refresh on the mission and the vision for the Heart Collective. I felt called in this solo cast. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to be doing is doing mixture of guest conversations and then solo casts as well, just so I can share some more of my journey and my muses and what's on my mind and what's more importantly, what's on my heart. And with this episode, I felt really called to talk about this death rebirth process that I've been learning a lot about. It is a psychological process that all of us must go through. It seems to be an inherent part of our collective experience in reality. And there's a lot of background behind that. I'm doing this year-long training program, learning a lot about uh, transpersonal psychology, studying the work of Stan Groff and Carl Jung and these collective energies and experiences similar to the hero's journey. It's something that we're, it's imprinted in this experience of life and we all must go through a death rebirth process. And I think one of the things that's lacking in our society and our culture more than anything in some of the systemic issues that we're facing is this lack of initiation, this lack of rites of passages, uh, specifically uh, and more most apparent when it comes to boys transitioning from boys into men. And if there's never, if we don't go through an actual rites of passage, which is an act of participation in this death rebirth process, then we will be walking around with um, an immature psychological imprint and makeup. And when you look out into the world, that's really what we see is uh, a lot of narcissism, a lot of egocentrism, uh, a lot of greed, a lot of power, uh, a lot of boyhood psychology uh, that has not been worked through, uh, a lot of shadow uh, aspects of ourselves uh, showing up in the world systemically, in the uh, the systems and the corporations and the businesses and um, education and financial systems, like everything that we've built collectively uh, is really uh, immature spiritually and psychologically. And so I wanted to speak to the importance of this death rebirth process. And I wanted to share my own experience going through, I mean, I've been through a lot of uh, death rebirth processes, like many ones. Um, I don't want to discount them. They're, many is probably the wrong word. Um, but a bunch of uh, regular death rebirth processes, which is really just an opportunity to let go of an aspect of ourselves that no longer serves us. And this can include fears, limiting beliefs, past experiences, traumas, uh, worldviews, uh, uh, the things that we were taught to believe in growing up, the things that were programmed into us. And um, yeah, and just this psychological uh, maturity. And yeah, we, um, just a little context, the reason I feel so called to share this right now is um, I brought on a new operations manager at the Heart Collective and he has been helping us reconnect with the original essence and vision uh, that came through to me a couple of years ago 
uh, when I started the Heart Collective. And it's been a really beautiful process to sit back and uh, really receive the message and the vision and reconnect with it as a team um, so that we can build a strong foundation to a community that I feel is going to be really powerful and really impactful in a lot of individuals' lives and then being able to use that energy that we cultivate together and supporting each other through this collective awakening that seems to be taking place uh, and being able to stay grounded as we navigate into the unknown together. So I'm really excited to share that with you. But first, let's drop into our hearts with a little meditation. So wherever you're listening to this, if you're driving, you can just connect with the energy, the essence, and drop into your heart with us. If you are at home or have an opportunity to find some stillness and some quiet, you can go ahead and do that now. And as you get comfortable, begin slowing down. No matter where you're at in life, what you may be going through, just coming back into this present moment, dropping into your body, gently closing your eyes. Noticing any sensations you feel. Notice the state of your mind. If it feels overactive, if it feels calm, if it feels expansive, wherever you're at, just notice. I'd like you to bring your awareness to your breath. Feeling the inflow and outflow of air. Feeling your lungs or your belly expand on the inhale and contract again on the exhale. Begin directing your breath into your heart. Bringing your awareness and your gratitude to this beautiful muscle, the heart, as it continues to beat, life force energy and oxygen rich blood throughout your body. Also connecting with the energy of the heart, the intelligence of the heart, the center of love, connection, intimacy, unity. Maybe bringing into your heart someone that you love, someone that you miss, someone you'd like to give a big hug to. And as you do, just notice how it shifts your state of being. Notice if you feel lighter, feel more joy, more ease, more gratitude. Know that wherever you're at in life, whatever you're going through, whatever you're moving through, know that you're not alone. may feel like we're moving through chaotic times. There may be stories, relationships, limiting beliefs, ideas coming to the surface that are being asked to be let go of. 
Know that you are not the only one. We are all being called to let go of something. And this can be a challenging experience, especially when done and felt like you're doing it alone. The fact that you found your way here to this podcast, maybe looking for support, looking for a deeper knowing of who you are, looking for inspiration or connection. You are right where you need to be. I hope you get some value out of this conversation. Any insights, inspiration, connection, just connect with your body and notice how it feels, how it resonates. Know that there's a community within the Heart Collective that sole purpose is here to support you in this process, this death rebirth experience that I'll be sharing more about today. Before we get started, let's take a few breaths together, starting with a deep breath into the nose. Long, slow exhale at the mouth. Again, deep breath in. And release. One more deep breath into the nose. And let it go. All right. Welcome. 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 Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to connect with me and uh, some of my storytelling. Uh, I'm really excited. So, like I said in the beginning, I felt called to share uh, about this exercise, me and the internal team, the leadership team at the Heart Collective. Uh, there's currently four of us. We've got an operations manager, uh, a marketing manager, uh, a creative director and co-founder and Ben Harris and myself. And we just brought on a new operations manager. His name's Chris. Um, and he came on a couple of weeks ago and it's been really cool to uh, have some fresh eyes uh, as a business, uh, someone to to see where things are clicking and where things can be improved. And it's really cool, the alignment that I'm feeling uh, with this team that we've put together to help build this vision. Um, instead of coming in and being like, hey, we need to fix this, get this going, you know, bringing in a lot of masculine doing energy, we've decided instead to reconnect with the essence and the vision of what we're building and how we're trying to support this collective awakening of humanity and how we are meant to show up. And you know, I had this vision of the Heart Collective a couple of years ago. It originally started to help support former pro athletes. And so I want to share a little bit more about the original essence and what I felt called, uh, how I felt called to support in the way that I knew how and how that vision has continued to evolve. But one of the cool things that we were going through this call uh, and these exercises has been one of the questions that Chris asked me is, can you take us back to when you first had this, this vision and what was the essence of it? Even though it was for athletes, can we connect with that original essence and the original vision? And it was cool. Everybody was talking about kind of the big moment in their life 
where they went through a huge transition and everybody shared their experience. And what we realized is these are all really strong death rebirth processes where we were called to really let go of an entire way of being, of who we thought we needed to be in the world, what, what we thought success looked like, what we thought happiness looked like, what we thought fulfillment looked like. And all of us had these very unique stories. But the shared experience through it all was the challenge of dying to an old way of being. But through that process on the other side, the clarity the connection to self, the awakening that took place. And what we found, all of us as we were sharing, is that we all desired and wished that we had a community to plug into so we didn't have to navigate that process alone. Now, eventually, we all did find each other and we found our community and tribe. And there's definitely a deeper purpose of why we all came together so that we can help build community and bring this support and guidance to so many more. And reconnecting with the essence of the Heart Collective, that's what it's about. It's this death-rebirth process we're all going through individually, but also collectively. And we're being called to let go of things that are really challenging to let go of. Some things that might not even know. They live in the unconscious. they are parts of ourselves we're not even aware of. And they may be bubbling to the surface, which can bring challenge, a felt experience of chaos, our grief, our sadness, our anger, our struggle. And there's this fear of letting go of what that might mean. Because where we're headed collectively is into an unknown experience, an unknown adventure. And... One thing we all share as humans is this, this natural fear of the unknown, which you can also say is the fear of death, the ultimate unknown. And there's a spiritual saying, and I think it says this in the Bible as well, and throughout all spiritual and uh, religious teachings, is this idea that you must... In, in order to fully live, you must first die and be reborn again in spirit. And I think that's what it's pointing to is this death rebirth process. And you can look at it from a spiritual lens. You can look at it from a psychological lens. You can look at, look at it from a philosophical lens. But whatever language you use, it's it's built into this experience of life that is pretty clear. And so I want to take you through my big death rebirth process. And I've shared this story quite a bit because it's a big part of my, my journey to where I'm at now and my awakening. Uh, my awakening has always been kind of slow. Uh, I haven't had any like huge, I mean, I have had them, but it's been, it's been a slow and gradual process, but on reflection, I can really see where this, this calling to let go of who I thought I needed to be to receive love and validation and acceptance in the world and the process of letting that go in order to really find myself. And this, I'll bring you back to my eighth year in the NFL. 
2017. I went into training camp after starting the previous two seasons, 30 games in a row as the starting center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like I was playing the best football of my life. I felt like a leader on the team. Finally found my way after a really up and down career in Atlanta for five years. Really couldn't just make a name for myself. I lost my starting job four different times up to this point. And every single time I lost my job for whether it was blowing my knee out or getting replaced by one of a top draft pick. Um, every single time I worked my way back to earning the starting job once again, shifting a story, shifting a limiting belief, taking ownership of my role in losing the job. And so going into my eighth training camp, I was told I'd be competing for the starting job once again with a younger guy. Uh, and went into training camp and I said, you know, I've been through this before. I'm going to play my hardest, not attached to it. And I'm just going to show up each day and do what I know how to do to be the best player I can be. And ended up losing the starting job to this younger player. And been dancing with letting go of football for maybe a year or two, just like just really not really entertaining the idea, but it was always just kind of there in the background. And week one of that year, 2017, we're playing the Chicago Bears. And I was on the sideline in my street clothes as an inactive player which means I didn't have my pads on. If someone got hurt, I couldn't go in. And for those of you that don't watch or know much about the, the, the inner workings of football, there's 53 players on the roster, but only 46 players dress on game day. So I was still on the roster, but inactive. And they only dress seven offensive linemen. We have nine offensive linemen on the team. So I was one of only two offensive linemen that didn't dress. And I remember standing on the sideline, watching the opening kickoff go down the field, it was a bright, sunny day in Tampa, Florida. It's really hot, mid-afternoon on a Sunday. And as the offense huddled up and got prepared to take the field, I, I checked in with everybody, gave them some, some words of encouragement and watched them take the field. And for the first time in my career, I was content without needing to be out there competing putting my body on the line, feeling all the pressure. I was happy with being on the sideline supporting these guys. And I had, I had lost this, this competitive fire to, to this desire to prove myself to the world that I'm the best player on the field. And I'll get into a little bit of where that story comes from. It's on reflection in this healing journey I've been on over the last few years is this desire to receive love to fill this void in my heart with external things like money, validation, external acceptance, uh, feeling important because of what I did for a living. All of these things filled that void. And for some reason, I was tired. I was tired of having to prove myself over and over again, having lost my starting job for the fifth time. And so I sat back, I reflected, and I got hit with this strong knowing that this was going to be my last year playing football. 
So I went that, through that whole year bringing presence and gratitude to, to every experience, knowing it would be my last, my last training camp, my last week one. Every single experience that passed on by, I tried to be as present, even the challenges, the hard parts of playing football, the pressure, and all the good parts, the teammates, the connection, the O-line meals, all of these things that brought me so much joy. I just, I soaked it all up. I enjoyed it and got to a point, fast forward. There's a lot that happens in that season. So if you're interested in learning more about that, let me know. I think I share a little bit more details on that through some other podcasts. But after my final game, a few weeks after the finality of my decision started to sink in. I felt so alone, I felt so isolated. I felt like I had literally ripped out my own heart. I broke off my engagement to a woman I was with for the previous five years. I felt unsupported by my parents. Didn't really feel like I had any strong friendships outside of those that I played with, my teammates. I had some strong friends in Atlanta, but nothing was really keeping me down in Tampa. I sat down and felt viscerally this, this void in my chest, like an actual physical void. It was raw. It was empty because I had ripped out all the things I used to fill that void. All of the money, all of the fame, all of the love, acceptance, all of the material possessions, all the things that I used, like so many, to receive love, to fill that void in my heart. All of it was gone. As I sat there, I knew I needed to get moving. I I knew I needed to do something. And I was confronted with this question so viscerally. Who am I without all of this stuff? How do I fill this void? What's my purpose? Where do I go from here? Most of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast and following my journey, I I decided to go on an adventure. On that adventure, I ended up buying a van, rescued a dog, and hit the road for the better part of two years. I began to fill this void in my heart with experiences that showed me who I am. I learned to love myself. I learned to love and look at all the aspects that I didn't love about myself. I started reflecting on my relationships. Two relationships I began to really 
look at were my relationship with my parents who I became estranged from. Felt like they only loved me because I was a football player and I was, you know, pseudo famous for having that title. All All I wanted more than anything was for them to love me for who I am, not for what I did. That goes with the whole world. I wanted to be loved for something more than just being a football player. But what I began to realize is how can I expect anybody to love me for who I am when I don't even know who I am? So I went on a journey of self-discovery and healing started taking better care of my physical body. I started using tools to strengthen my mental body and my mind, the stories, the narratives, the programming. I started learning how to feel my emotions what they were communicating to me. Some emotions so strong and so suppressed from a lifetime of not knowing how to feel them, protecting myself from them, being told that men don't cry. I learned to access these deeper emotions, these deeper traumas and experiences through a wide variety of different modalities, breath work, plant medicine, yoga, men's work, went to retreats, listened to podcasts, read books. And I began filling that void, not with things outside myself, but I began filling that void from within with my own love, with my own experience, with my own knowing, exploring the deeper questions of this reality, exploring the mystery of self, the mystery of life, the mystery of consciousness, what I found is the, the more questions I asked, the more questions sprang up. Like the hydra head, the mythical creature. You cut off its head and two more grow back. That's how these questions begin to appear. One question would lead to two more questions, would lead to four more questions. Until I got to a point where there was no choice but to surrender into the mystery, surrender into the paradox, surrender into the knowing that I'll never know and being okay with that. (laughs) Ah, what a trip. And so after this two years on the road, about a year and a half in, I started questioning, okay, what what now? I don't want to travel in this van forever. 
although I could. It's not really about the van. I wanted some purpose. I wanted something to get me out of bed in the morning. Just a little side note, this fallacy that I've been exploring. I think a lot of people, this, this story of we work and grind our entire lives to, so we can reach retirement at 65 and then finally start living because we don't have to work anymore. I'm telling you right now, I made millions of dollars, retired at 29, and it was really fun. I'm really grateful I had the opportunity to go explore freedom and, and have the time to live in a van and travel and do all these things. But it gets to a point where you need, it's hardwired in us all to need to have a purpose for living. And I think that's one of the challenges of leaving professional sports and with the wider narrative of why people numb out and work for the weekends, it's because they're void of any real purpose. And so I started questioning, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? Show me a sign, God, universe, creation, source of all that is. What am I here to do? And pretty quickly, I got a vision, an insight, a download, whatever you want to call it, to start a community for former pro athletes to help them in the journey that I just went on. Because I knew if I would have had a community of like-minded guys who had actively participated in that death-rebirth process and desired to know themselves, it would have been profound for me. I would have felt supported. I would have felt nurtured. I would have felt loved. And it would have gotten me through the darkest of times. And when I got that vision and insight, I'm not going to lie, it scared the living hell out of me. It confronted me with all my deepest fears. The fears of leadership, the fears of being seen. The not knowing anything about entrepreneurship or business or how to build a community. I I had no idea how to move forward. So I spent the next, probably next year working on the fears that were holding me back from even starting this journey. Then finally in 2020, November 2020, with the help of my beautiful wife, Sarah, who's an incredibly badass entrepreneur, an entrepreneur for her whole life. And she's the kind of of person that was born to be an entrepreneur. She was like, when she was a kid, she was out front like selling things. (laughs) Uh, uh, True badass, Sarah is. And I'm going to give her a little shout out because she's building a badass company called Growmotely. So we go to growmotely.com. It's actually where I found my head of marketing and my head of operations who are two incredibly aligned people who have helped me build this, build this thing. And it's another thing is if you're listening to this and you have a vision, you don't have to do it alone. 
one of the biggest gifts I've learned on this journey of entrepreneurship is, is how to lead and how to share the vision, share the load, empower people. Giving other people purpose is such a gift and sharing your vision with them. So thank you, Sarah. What Sarah did during this time is she, you know, I, I, she's like, you need to pick a date to launch this thing. Pick a date, stick to it. So what I did is I picked a date like two or three months away. So I didn't have to worry about it, stress about it. And then I remember like six weeks till the launch date. And she, I was like, there's nobody joining. I don't know what to do. I, I got to push the date back. And she's like, no, you pick that date, keep that date. So I kept the date. And finally, we were going and two people joined and four people joined. Then I ended up having around 10 former athletes join this community. And it was so beautiful. I learned so much and worked on it for a year and a half. And then I got to a point where it wasn't sustainable because of the niche market and just wasn't clicking. And without getting into too much of the details and pivoting, which is a death rebirth process in itself, had to grieve the loss of this thing. We ended up rebranding, pivoting. I brought on Ben as a co-founder, hired a couple more people and the Heart Collective is continuing to morph into what it wants to be, the energy of it. And that's where we're at now is this another iteration of the Heart Collective. And so reconnecting with the essence of what it is, and this is what I shared with the team, when I look back and feel into that initial vision and insight, what is it that I was being called to create? Why was community so important? What I realized, it was this death rebirth process. I went through such a pinnacle experience, having accomplished everything I had put my mind to and heart to as a kid, playing in the NFL for eight seasons, making more money than I knew what to do with, getting attention, love every step of the way. And then getting the whisper, it was time to let it all go. And trusting and honoring that. Having the courage, even when I didn't feel supported. Breaking off my engagement was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Telling my parents I wanted to walk away from the game. They didn't understand. How could you say no to millions of dollars, they said. Or you worked your entire life for this. Why would you just walk away? But they didn't understand. There was something in my heart calling me to something new. And I had no idea what that something new was. My heart was calling me into the unknown, the ultimate abyss. takes a lot of courage to answer that call. Even in the process of answering it, I didn't even have any idea what it would feel like to be going through it until I was on my couch a couple weeks after my final game and I felt the void in my heart. It was so intense. A grief so powerful. I'd never felt anything like it before. 
And in that moment, if I would have had a community of other courageous individuals who were also being called to let go of all the ideas they thought would bring them happiness, all of the ideas of success, all of the relationships that may, may be nice, may be fun, may be convenient, but lack that real depth that you're looking for. Knowing that you could, you could probably find a way to be happy. Maybe. Just scoot on by life. Being comfortable. But then you realize that that's not what life's all about. Life isn't meant to be just comfortable. Life is meant to be lived. We're not going to live forever. So as I tap into the essence of the Heart Collective, what I feel so passionate about building, and creating, it's no longer just for those former pro athletes who are deciding to let go. And really, I know it's never been about that because it's something so much bigger. Because we're all being called to let go of something. We're all being called to question the very stories of who we think we are. And not with the knowing of where we're headed. No. We're being called to let go of the edge of a cliff without knowing what lies beneath. We're being called to do this individually and also collectively. We've created systems that have become corrupt. We have created a culture of overconsumption and convenience of finite resources with no end in sight. And although we have the technology to be more connected than ever. More and more people feel isolated than ever. Void of community, void of tribe, void of fulfillment. We treat symptoms with our Western medical system, covering up the real pain and suffering knowing that the things we're filling the void in our heart with, deep down we know that this isn't the answer. But we don't know where to turn. And so we numb out, reaching for the drugs, the alcohol, the phones, the TV screens, the things that can take away our pain, What if we allowed ourselves to feel what if we had the tools to show up to fill that void from within 
well, it wouldn't make good business, would it? If you haven't noticed yet how marketing feeds on the knowing that you have a void within you, and they try to fill that void by getting you to purchase the newest thing with promises of feeling happy, fulfilled, connected. It might work for a while until you finally find that you're right where you started. So as I reconnect with the Heart Collective and this vision of a more beautiful world, this community is for all of those courageous enough to actively participate in the death of who they think they are so that they can be reborn and learn to fill that void within their hearts with love of self, with exploration and curiosity of the mystery of life connection to creation and the source of that creation, the great unknown, the all as the hermetics talk about, the unnameable, to even put a name on it would be wrong. The Heart Collective is also for those who have and continue to actively participate in the letting go process and the death rebirth experience and feel called to support those who are on the same journey because we are all students and we are all teachers and by sharing our own experience That is how we inspire others. I've read a lot of books, done a lot of courses and trainings and watched a lot of Instagram reels. And it seems like everybody's got the answer. What if we don't need an answer? Because we already have the answer within ourselves. What if what we really need is a mirror, someone by sharing their own story, sharing their own heart, sharing their own courage to go into the unknown and to explore the mystery of life, ignite something within us and inspires us to go on our own journey. That's what we're all about. One of the people on the call, as I shared this story, spoke of an image of a supernova. The death of a star exploding into beauty, this beautiful destruction that is the death-rebirth process. As above, so below. As within, so without. It is all around us. 
death and birth. You look out into nature, things die and are reborn. Reality is cyclical. There is no life without death. If we didn't die, how would we know how to live? So as we head into this unknown experience on this planet, collectively, as systems begin to crumble, what that looks like, I have no idea. But what I found is navigating the unknown It's important to develop the tools to stay grounded, to stay present. And it's so vital to be a part of a community that is here to support you so that we can all walk each other home. I have a vision of a more beautiful world. What that looks like, (laughs) I have no idea. But I know some of you share that vision can't build that vision alone. Being called to do it together. That's what the Heart Collective is all about. I'm so excited to continue connecting with its essence. Allowing it into my heart. Feeling how it calls in those courageous souls who are ready and willing to actively participate in the death rebirth process that we're all going through. I love you all. If you're interested in checking it out, go to heartcollective.org. Love to hear from you, connect with you and build this vision together. It is not mine. It is ours. I love y'all. I appreciate you listening. I'd love to hear your own death rebirth process, your own experience of letting go. If you're in the middle of it, if you've gone through it, if you're in the 15th iteration of a death rebirth process, I'd love to hear your story. We have an app and we have discussion boards. And so if you join the community, I'd love for you to, to share that. Um, or you can DM me on Instagram or email us at the Heart Collective. However you feel called to connect. It's not just about building community. It's about building the wider network of support so that we all can go on this journey together. I love you all and talk to you soon. Peace.